Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. My guest for this episode is Don Brown. Don has just released a book titled Simple Truths in Music and Life. It's inspired by his time spent as a student and eventually friend with Uwe Kruger, one member of the Kruger Brothers. Don dedicates his career now to helping people with people. And this book is no exception. Yes, it's about the art and craft of songwriting, but it's more than that. This book conveys lessons for everyday life, too. Hi, Don. Welcome to the program this afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Greg. Good to talk to you. Um, we are going to uh, to jump into talking about uh, your new book, uh, Simple Truths in Music and Life, and it's uh, wisdom you've picked up from hanging out uh, with Uwe, and um, mm-hmm. uh, he is uh, one part of the Kruger Brothers. Um Tell me a little bit about yourself before we get started uh, down that path. Sure. Uh, what's your background? Uh, what led you up to the to the point that you wanted to put this book together? Yeah, well, uh, my, I, I, uh, I've come to to um, position what I do as I help people with people. Cool. You know, I, I, I write books, I, I speak, and, and I coach individuals around around leadership, around sales, and around around the human side of enterprise. And uh, I've been doing that for, for uh, I guess, since 1990. Okay. 1989-90 is when I had started my own company and uh, haven't had a real job since. And uh, I, can, I can say that uh, a friend of mine that's in that business as well is someone that had called me, and he's a banjo player. He says, John, they, they, they got this uh, Kruger, Brothers, uh, Kruger Brothers Academy that's going to start up. And this is six yeah. years ago or okay. whatever it was. and. He said, you want to go? And I said, sure. Now, it, 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 it turned out he was ill and, and couldn't join me. Oh, wow, he, okay. He couldn't join us. And uh, so each night I call him and that. So I've, I've been every every year since and spent a lot of time with Uwe 
in between in that. And one about the second year, um, uh, being a, being a writer, as you know, it's something that you want to capture. At least for me, I want to capture and and simplify uh, what we observe and what we uh-huh. reflect upon. Uh-huh. And, and after a couple of years, I said, "Okay, I'd like to write about this journey." And he said, "Well, I don't. I don't think I've really." Uh, Got there, and I don't think people would really care too much about what I had to say. I said, "Well, I think it may be wrong." Yeah, very humble, and, both and, of them. <laughs> yeah, and he said, "Absolutely." And that took, it took a couple of years of all kinds of machinations to to collect information, and people would send me, gosh, a couple of years worth of lessons they had on video with Uve, and wow. people. Okay. I I got all kinds of information. And, and uh, it was part of that uh, that process. We finished it. I finished it up last fall, and uh, it's been, been a, a wonderful process. So, to to put the book together, you just mentioned that, that you uh, had received video lessons. What kind of what kind of length of research did you have to put into this to capture? I uh, reading through the book before we jumped on the call here, and it's uh, very well done and very fascinating, and it. It appears to me, looking through here, I mean, it's it's a nice, nice thick book that you, you would have had to have spent a lot of time with him, or at least with things that that uh, that came from him in order to capture this much wisdom. Right. Well, um, both of them. It, it, I I got, like I said, from people um, that would provide me information. I got the transcript to a Swiss uh, television documentary okay. on them. I got. Uh, I, I, I spent time either with Uwe where I'd, I'd meet, would meet up with him and we'd spend time in the car going to gigs and, and things, spending weekends with him, but then also uh, FaceTiming and things like that. And, and it's that, and, and usually this is my fifth book, so I know that it's about a third of the book is just gathering information. Uh-huh. A, third, a third of it is kind of organizing it and doing your figuring. And then the final third is writing. So, I mean, it, it, that's where you sit down for about six months or something, and you're, you're pretty much full, just uh, in a way. So it, it was, and, and we can use what, uh, you can use text analytics now, right. where the same way we've been able to crunch numbers forever, you can crunch words. Right. And that's where, you know, I mean, the, the book's broken down into to four movements, really, and a coda that, that is play, practice, create, perform, and sing. And and that, that was generated by... Um, the, the text analytics that says, you know, the number one word that comes up in his lexicon and talking with him is the word play huh, for okay. a number of reasons. Uh-huh. And the next is practice and so on. So that's, okay. that's kind of how it, uh, it came about. It, it helps me to, uh, to, to do that kind of analytics that you, you run it through computers. I don't know how they do it, but it, it gives you categories. So uh-huh. to speak. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Yeah. So what? it's a really good, a really good process of it. Jumping back just a little bit, what what inspired you to become a writer in the first place? Um, I had actually I had a a mentor that um, who's a, a very famous, probably the most famous executive coach by the name of Marshall Goldsmith, and he had this wasn't my first book. I did one with a previous mentor, but he had uh, Marshall was on a review board for some uh, a master's thesis research I was doing. And I asked him if he would read it, and he read through the the thesis. Said, "Hey, Don, you want to do a book together?" Huh. So cool. I mean, it, that, that's what uh, um, 
kind of got me into it. That was I had to happen to be a book on selling called "What Got You Here Won't Get You There in Sales." Right. Okay. And uh, and that was with uh, McGraw Hill. I did another leadership book with McGraw Hill after that. You know, it, it, it kind of the universe moves you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you call it the universe conspires or God has a plan, um, it uh, it comes about as your as your career. Uh, progresses and mm-hmm. that, that's how I got into writing books mm-hmm. yeah is that has that been for the most part what you've done since then is is writing and working with people in that on in that capacity or do you have other things that you do as well oh no I, I do the you know the the main part of my business is either speaking where I'm doing either a keynote or doing uh, workshops or it might be that uh, that I'm coaching individuals, you, you get to a certain point in life and you have had some experiences and there's a lot of leaders out there, a lot of individuals that need help. Yeah. That, that, uh, that life is so busy that their boss is too busy or what they want to talk about they can't bring up with their boss because they yeah. don't feel it's safe. Or, right. you know, there, there's any number of reasons. Right, right. Yeah. I, I do quite a bit of that. And, and we have companies that we have uh, web-based programs and things that uh, companies just use the programs so it uh, okay. it's a number of things i'm trying what i'm trying to do is what i'm working on is holding music into keynote presentations ah cool okay for uh, you know in, in a corporate environment yeah sure absolutely yeah yeah, yeah that's neat so yeah. were, were you a and maybe you said this and i missed it were you a musician when you went to your first uh camp with the kruger brothers yeah I, i've always been a you know, I, I took took piano for probably seven years or something as a kid. Six, seven years where you, you know, where you pretty much can't stand it. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, but I it, from in my late teens, I started picking up the guitar, and I, I was fortunate enough. I was at Michigan State University, which is the town that the elderly instruments was in. So I started taking lessons there, and, and it, it's a great place if you if you've never heard of it for uh-huh. stringed instruments. Uh-huh, I have, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, 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 I took lessons then, and so when I went, I, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm a, an intermediate uh, musician, certain, certainly not advanced, and I'll never be where where an Uwe or Joel or Jens, I'll never be to that level, and I don't have enough time left, but <laughs> I've, I've got a really good voice, I love to tell stories, and, yeah, and uh, yeah. so that's, that's the, I, it, it started out, yeah, okay, I'm an intermediate uh, player. But then uh, this it's taken me in a whole bunch of different directions, without a doubt. What was it about uh, Uve that that captured you, that that really made you feel like that, that putting all this together would have value to the reader? Yeah. If I look at, you know, the, a lot of people kind of know him as the, the guitar doctor. Uh-huh. Meaning that you know, and, and if you think, if I think about a guitar, about a doctor or a physician in in practice, I think about somebody that will diagnose and prescribe, mm-hmm. and diagnose and adapt, and, and and that's kind of been the world that, that I live in. Most of, most coaching and training and such like that is kind of the applied behavioral sciences. And if I look at Uve, it was all right. How do my I was caught by it because he would. He just knows what to give a given individual, what they need. And so like any physician, obviously, even though they can diagnose and prescribe, there's a curriculum that they follow. Mm-hmm. And with me, the inspiration had to do with um, the, the, the first truth, which really is, I, like, I think, if you see in the book, 
I played a song for him at a lesson once. I, he, I was with him, and he was giving me a lesson. And, and, and I, like, I like old, you know, sad old songs. Mm-hmm. I just I enjoy them, and, and the ballads are, you know, it's a storytelling process. But um, afterwards, and, and this is one, it, it was actually a, a, a Tim O'Brien song called Late in the Day. Mm-hmm. And it's about missing somebody and drinking, and, you know, there's a lot of songs about missing and drinking. And, and uh, it was kind of flat. And, and what, what's interesting is Uwe asked me right then, he says, he says, Don, what do you see when you play that song? And I kind of thought for a minute, and, and, and I've always felt that, you know, music videos, that I, I, I'm an auditory, kind of kinesthetic, but I'm an auditory by nature. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to songs. So people, when they say, oh, did you see the new such and such? Right. And, and so I really didn't. I really didn't have an answer for him. And, and driving, I, and I made a 10-hour drive back from uh, from meeting with him because I'd been down there on business in North Carolina. And in thinking about that song, and I played it, and yes, I can sing it and I can play it. And it, and it but what it was is when I started thinking about what I see is in, in my family, my, my father had passed. My parents had been married 65 years. And mm. my mom and my dad, not only were they... You know, it's a Scott Irish family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like you do your job, but you shut your gub. <laughs> and and every day for 65 years, my mom and dad would have a, uh, a drink together. Huh. Not two or three. They would have a drink together, kind of marking the end of the day. Huh. And uh, and there was a picture I had of my mom sitting alone on their porch by herself because my dad had passed. And, and, I, and I started thinking what I saw in playing that song was I I see my mom at the end of the day, late in the day, and obviously that me, there's a dual meaning there in terms of late in the day sure. in, in, in reference to her age, but that idea of her trying to recreate that ritual, that that 65-year ritual by herself. Hmm. And so, and, and since then, I've performed that song, and when you talk to people about what it means, here's what I see when I... And all of a sudden, you know, you, you have people that are coming up and hugging you, and, and uh, it, it's a it's a it's a whole nother experience there. Yeah. Simply by that one simple truth of Don, what do you see when you play that? Yeah. And and since that time too, I have had I have had um, you know where where people I know that we play some music or they ask you know hey could we come over and, and would you give us some tips or pointers or things like that? And you'll see people that are they. First of all, they might just play along with a song on YouTube, but they're just playing along, and then they're done with that one, then they find another one, then they play that. And, they yep. and in Uwe's terms, they aren't playing a, a single note of real music. Hmm. It's not about judgment. It's just, to me, I'm, sure. I'm, it, it doesn't say anything to me because I, they have no idea what they see when they're playing that song. They right. have no idea what their, their intention is. So it was that seminal simple truth that that was what inspired me to say you know what and, and i know that there's tons of them you know that, that, that he had i think there's 95 or 96 whatever it is in the book but I, I i knew it's like you know what collecting these can pass along a lot of wisdom wisdom is 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 it's not just the, our experiences but it's having reflected upon our experiences sure. that we learn sure yeah. And so that was what had inspired me to say, you know what, that makes sense. And, and even that thing, later on, uh, there was at, at one of the academies I performed it, and not only was I getting hugs all weekend long from the women, it was very nice, and, and they knew the story behind it, what I saw. 
but there was a gentleman that had come up and said, Don, I, he gave me a hug, and he says, I don't want to belabor the point, but I've had a terminal diagnosis. And he said, your, your song meant so much to me because wow. I'm consumed with the idea of my, my wife, and how do I take care of her being alone late in the day? Hmm. Hmm. So it's like, wow. You know, and, yeah. and all that just from one little, yeah. what do you see? Yeah. Yeah. So if that is what inspired me to say, you know what? There's there's gold in here, and I I wanna I wanna put, I wanna record that. I wanna put it into some uh, into a semblance of order that I can understand. You know, Uve can can reach out to a whole bunch of people, and he can teach, and he enjoys teaching more. I think at this point in his life and career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but a book that fits in somebody's instrument case, we shaped it that way so you can drop it in it. You know, right at the end of your instrument case there, and uh, yeah, uh, that can touch that can touch thousands. Well, it, you know, my first thought in flipping through it was this: this is almost like a musician's devotional. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that's just I, I'm 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 a spiritualist, and I, I I love I love wisdom, and I love philosophy, and and those types of things, and and so I'm always looking for. Uh, I, I probably have. 25 if not 50 devotional style books of all kinds of difference uh theology and philosophy and 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 all that kind of stuff and and that was my first thought when i picked this up was you know for a musician it's 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 more than just about learning how to be a musician it's really the the philosophy or the psychology behind what it takes to really write a good song so i you know if that wasn't the intent that's that was my first impression of it yeah, to me it was to collect that so that uh, you know that, that that there are there are thousands, hundreds, if not thousands, I'm sure, of guitar books. If you, if you, if you throw in the sites that that teach you how to play this song and that teach you how to play a blues lick and that teach that they are, you can find that anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's very there's very few places that you can find something that that helps you. Um, understand and, and become a practicing musician right because just just because you pick up and you play licks and it doesn't mean you're a mu- to me that's not i mean you're you might be a practicing guitar player but again are you making real music yeah. that has meaning yeah and uh, absolutely absolutely there, there was one other uh a quote in here that really jumped out at me and it seems like that um that he may have referenced this or you referenced it a couple times but it was uh, early on in the book, and it, he asks you the question, how did you feel when you were very young, before you ever fell in love? Feed mm-hmm. that child in you. Yeah. Um, speak, mm-hmm. speak to that a minute, because I, I think not just in, in, as, a, as a songwriter, but as a performer, or maybe just a, you know, a literary writer, you know, th- there's, a, there's a lot of life, uh, there's a lot of uh, life-giving in that statement. Yeah. It, it 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 came out, you know. I mean, so many people that that it comes. I, I, I'm, it comes in the first segment because the most common um, word that came up, or the one that came up most often, was the word play. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be fun, and that idea of you know what you you play cards to have fun. You play frisbee. You play baseball. You play. I play soccer a lot indoors. And yeah. So I mean, you play something too, and for the joy of it. And, and sometimes we forget that mm-hmm. with our music, that, mm-hmm. that it's supposed to be fun. And when we started talking about it, and, and in my 
uh, work, and I'm sure yours too. I noticed that you that you get involved in life coaching and that. Yeah, yeah. And people come to you all the time with you know I I, I want to do something that's meaningful. I want to do something that I that I that I enjoy. Yeah. And I want I want a job that makes me happy. And yeah. the, the whole idea is that you know what you bring that. And one of the ways to do that. One of them, in, in the book I mentioned and we talk about, one of them has to do with make a game out of it. Uh-huh. If you want to you put the play back and play music, make a game out of it. Yeah. Another one is feed the child. Yeah. And, I, and I thought back to, it was actually a church experience in, uh, in uh, I won't say what year because it's a dang long ago, <laughs> but uh, it, it was when I was three years old because we even found the church program. My, my mom had since been, she's in a dementia facility in that, but... In clearing out her place, we found a, um, a a little church program from that day, way, way back when I was three years old, and, wow. and marching up and down the aisle. And it's those kinds of experiences when you, the abandon of a three-year-old singing his lungs out, walking down the, the, the center aisle uh-huh, of the church uh-huh. by himself, and, and not a care in the world. Or yeah. when um, the other one is when we had neighbors down the street when we were kids, the father would, would uh, he used to say, all right, well, I'll, I'll get you guys a trampoline, but I'm going to make you dig a hole so that I can put it at ground level. That way you won't fall so far when you get when huh. you fall off. <laughs> so that's cool. And, and, you know, there was four of those brothers and three of our brothers, so the seven of us dug this hole, you know, eight feet by 15 feet by four feet deep, and he, that's where he said, you know, he says, you got to dig it right here. problem was he, he wasn't thinking about the fact that he had us dig the hole next to the garage. Oh, no. <laughs> so I mean, and he, we're kids. And what are we going to do? We're going to climb up on exactly. And, and I use, <laughs> I use um, um, the the song "The Cape." If yeah. you're familiar with yeah, it, I where uh, yeah. you know, eight years old with a flower sack, cape tied all around his neck, and yeah. he climbed up on top of the grind and figured, "What the heck?" I mean, that's what we were doing, and it's that that childlike. So I feed the child within me by singing certain songs. Uh-huh. I'm going to sing the cape. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna sing those kind of things to to feed that child. Yeah, that's how you stay happy. Yeah. And, and again, that's within that whole first movement around play. That life life is supposed to be fun, and, and music sure is. Yeah, and, and a lot of times we make music a drudgery. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, the, a lot the, of people do, or or because of the drudgery, um, there are people that. After, you know, they, they wish, gosh, you know what, I'm going to learn to play the guitar. They get a guitar, they get a DVD program, and, 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 and then two or three years later, they haven't opened the guitar case right. more than once or twice. Yeah. yeah. We, we try to come up with all of these um, antidotes to make us better, thinking it's kind of like the microwave syndrome, you know, you're... Yeah, if you own enough guitar books and own enough DVDs and sign up for enough programs on YouTube, you'll you'll just instantly wake up one day and you'll be better at whatever that is. And, uh, it's you'll be happy, right? And, and that same Marshall Goldsmith, he, he's he's a philosophical Buddhist at least, and this whole thing is about you know life is good, be happy now. Yeah, and and so many of us in the, in our in a Western culture have the idea of I'll be happy when. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know when when the kids grow up, when I get my promotion, when when and you know if you're waiting for something outside of it to, to make you happy, then you got a long wait. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, this has been great. I, I hope you uh, do really well with the book. I can't imagine that you wouldn't. I think it's just really full of good stuff. I, I mean, I can't wait to get back into it. And I'm not really a, a, a musician. I mean, I think there's there's stuff in here that you can walk away with that uh, you can apply to other walks of life, not just picking up a guitar or banjo or mandolin. So I, uh, I, I, I encourage the listeners to, to track it down for sure. Simple Truths in Music and life the author is don brown tell tell us where you can they can pick up a copy of the book oh they can they can go to don uh, at donbrown.org and, and email me they can go to create space they can go to amazon any of the any of the above they can go to the kruger brothers uh, the kruger brothers site matter of fact and then then uh, you, you'll have a uh, ubel he autographs all those that go out oh good there. yeah can, great any of the above okay. any of the above Thanks, Don. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.